What's up, guys? Welcome to today's episode of Shay It Like It Is. I'm your host, Shay, and this pod is here to create a space to be authentically you, discuss controversial topics, testimonies, and share the light of Jesus. If you want to support my podcast, there's a link in my page's bio, or you can leave a rating to help me out. To stay up to date with what's coming up, be sure to follow me on Instagram at shayellis, S-H-A-Y-E, E-L-L-I-S-S. What is up, friends? Welcome to another episode of Shay It Like It Is. I am so excited. I, I always start off by saying I'm so excited, but it's true because I have some amazing people in my life and I have amazing guests that are willing to come on and be vulnerable with you guys. Um, today, I have another virtual guest from Arizona because, of course, that's where I moved from. Um, <laughs> so today, I have Taylor say hello, Taylor, to everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited you asked me to be on your podcast. Yes. So a little uh, fun fact about Taylor. She was actually one of my first friends at college. She was. She is the ultimate hype woman. She has always (laughs) been there through all of my ups and downs, and there have been a lot. And um, she has just always been a very, very positive light in my life. Um, non-judgment, non-judgmental, I can talk. Um, and she's just literally, she is someone that you, she's a friend that you like want to have in your life forever. Um, I I have her on zoom, um, just so we can kind of, I can see her face, her beautiful face while we talk. Um, but before we get into the topic, which I will tell you all about in a second, Taylor, tell us a little bit just about yourself. Hi guys. Um, I'm Taylor. Um, like Shay said, I'm in Arizona. I was born and raised in Arizona. I've never left Arizona. Um, so, but yeah, Shay and I met in college, which is crazy to think how long ago we met and how long ago our freshman year was. Like that was nine years ago. Oh my god, that's crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. <getting> old. <laughs> I know. It was like I was like, oh, next year, 2014. Oh my god, that'll be 10 years since we. <laughs> Met um, each other, mm-hmm. but yeah, I um, I work for the university that that we met at, um, doing PR. Uh, I live in Glendale. I have a adorable dog named Roscoe. He's a German Shepherd Corgi mix. He's very strange looking. <laughs> I love him to death. Um, I'm getting married in three weeks. What? So, so wild. <laughs> so exciting oh my gosh it's so wild and I like oh my gosh I just it's just exciting and she I think this is that's that's common news the the house right it's common oh yes yes it's common news yes we're um we're building a house it should be done they moved up our date actually it should be done in September now <gasps> instead of October Dang. very exciting our builder sent us a photo today we have a front door so that is big news <laughs> Ooh. I was just like you know if this isn't common news I'll just cut it out <laughs> <laughs> so dang exciting um her and Megan are both engaged and both getting married which is really wild because I was there and now I'm not and I'm the last one but it's okay it happens um I'm super excited for Taylor um I actually went to her bachelorette party last month um so that was super super fun um but Taylor are you ready 
for this. I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Are you guys ready for this? You can't answer, but if you're listening, you have to be ready. Um, so today we are talking about grief. Um, grief, grief, man. Um, and I brought Taylor on for a specific reason, which I will let her explain in a second. Um, after, I just want to, first of all, give us the definition of grief. Um, and also what types of things you can grieve from. And then I'm going to have Taylor take it away with, um, a little bit about her story, um, when it comes to this. Um, so grief is the experience of coping with loss. Most of us think of grief as happening in the painful period following the death of a loved one, but grief can accompany any event that disrupts or challenges our sense of normalcy or ourselves. This includes the loss of connections that define us. So it can be a friend, a family member, um, a partner, even a pet, marriage, friendship, um, home, your career, financial stability, even a dream or a goal, um, good health, fertility. Um, There's a lot of things that you can grieve from. So Taylor, can you tell us a little bit about your story? And then I'm going to kind of go from there. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, I like that quote a lot because I, I do think that when we talk about grief, it's, it's important that it's, grief isn't just like losing a loved one, but you know, you can grieve so many things. And we were talking about that a little bit before how like we grieve, you know, the loss of relationships and all those kinds of things. But I, I have a very different experience with grief in that um, I, so I've lost quite a few people close in my life. Um, when I was eight years old, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and she, she fought very hard for about three and a half years. And she ended up passing away um, a little bit before I turned 12. Um, so yeah. like right when I was about to go into middle school, um, my mom passed away. And then uh, later in, in high school, I actually had um, uh, one of my best friends pass away. And so I don't know, my, my experience with grief is, it, it's very interesting because I, not only did I lose those people, but I lost those people so young. Mm-hmm. And so to have to not only deal with grief, but like, I, like no one prepares you to like grieve your mom at 11 years old, Yeah, you know, like there's no good way to go about that because like no one knows what you're supposed to do in those situations ever. And then as an 11 year old, you're like, what is this? And even as a high schooler, you're like, you know, one day you're with your friend and the next day you're not. And you're like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of crazy to me because Taylor is one of the most positive and just like sunny (laughs) people I have ever met. Um, And I feel like that's the same for a lot of people who have lost someone in that way. Um, I, even my sister's partner, he has lost some very important people in his life. He is again, one of the most positive, (laughs) sunny people I have ever met. And if you were to tell me who you had lost at what age I, and I wouldn't have met you, I would have thought you were going to be some bitter person. (laughs) I don't know, like a cloud, not a sunny you're you'd be cloud you would be an eeyore probably you know that's (laughs) that's what i would picture in my head um and so 
this is one reason I wanted to bring her on because one of first of all, I I have lost some people, but not not in that way. Um, sure. Like you know, I lost my cousin to overdose mm-hmm. when I was a teenager, but him and I weren't super super close. It's still very sad. Um, sure. You know, something like that. But I've never lost someone that was like really vital to my makeup. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like your best totally. friend, your mom. Vital to your makeup, if not part of your makeup, you know what I mean? So um, that's why I wanted to bring Taylor on as well as I've grieved, but not in that way. So I really felt like it would be um, cool to have her come on and talk about this a little bit. Um, But I wanted to kind of start with... um, the the five stages of grief, if you will. I'm sure I'm sure all of you we're know, all familiar with them. Yes, have all heard of the five stages of grief. Um, so it was developed actually in 1969 by Elizabeth Kubler Kubler Ross <laughs> Elizabeth Ross. Let's say that. Um, and it is apparently popularly referred to as Dabda. Never heard that before. But um, the five stages of grief are denial, which includes avoidance, confusion, elation, shock, and fear. Anger, which includes frustration, irritation, and anxiety. Bargaining, so struggling to find meaning, reaching out to others, telling one's story. Depression, overwhelmed ha- uh, helplessness, hostility, and flight mode. And acceptance, which is exploring options, new plan in place, moving on. Um the five stages of grief generally happen in order. Um, they don't have to, but generally it's like a slopey, linear, nonlinear thing. Um, so what do you think about the five stages of grief? Going through grief, do you think that <laughs> these are accurate or do you think they actually do go in order? Just what are your thoughts? I think, I think to an extent it's pretty accurate. I think that those those definitely are the emotions that you go through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, however, I think you can do them in different stages. And I also think that you can like, you can go backwards, you mm-hmm. know, like you, you could be accepting it, but then you, you could fully go back to denial like the yeah. next day. It kind of just, honestly, it just depends on your situation and how you're handling it. But I mean, I definitely think that the first one is is definitely right. I think that a lot of people deny something happening or they just avoid it altogether. I know that I personally did that when my um, when my mom passed away, mostly just because like you know I'm 11 and I, I don't know how to cope yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know really like what that means. I don't have a good concept of death yet at 11. So like I definitely was just like that's what moving on like 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 nothing mm-hmm. like being like oh no it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's, and at the point when my, um, my mom had passed away, my mom had been in hospice for a while. Mm. Like she wasn't living with us at that point. So it was really easy for me to just deny that it happened Mm -hmm. because she wasn't there anyway. So it was like, oh, she's still just at a hospice. Like I'll go visit her next week. Like, you know, so like, it's really easy to get into that mentality. So I do think that that one is pretty accurate. Um, I think we all do that. And then I do think, I think that the um, depression, I think that one more can be like woven in through like everything. Yeah. Like, I don't think that necessarily like you get over your anger and then you're depressed. Like, I think you can be angry and also depressed at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think that that one more can fit into every single stage. Mm-hmm. So 
I definitely agree with the emotions that you feel, but I don't necessarily agree with the stages of how yeah. you do them. Yeah. I think eventually you will 100% experience all of those emotions, 100%. Yeah. But I just think it kind of depends on how you cope, which one yeah. you experience. Yeah. And, and I mean, we always hear, you know, healing is not linear. So like we could, like you just said, we could be feeling denial one day, anger another, and then maybe like one day we're having a good day. So we're just like, okay, I kind of accept this. But then like the next week you're just like completely angry and bargaining or whatever, you know, like I, yeah, I, I agree with that. And there are actually, which I didn't know this, there are actually different types of grief, um, which when, so I'll go through them, but generally, Um, I don't know if you experienced this, but because you were young, um, but anticipatory grief is basically Mm. grieving before the actual loss. So a good example is if you find out a loved one has a terminal illness and so you start processing that grief already. Um, And so then follows abbreviated grief, which is moving through the grieving process quickly. Um, Mm. And this happens usually after anticipatory grief since you already processed a lot of it, Um, which obviously I would say this isn't probably the most healthy because then you're not really – it's, it's, I would say it's hard because then you're not fully, um, present with yeah, exactly. the person that's still in your life, you know? Um, but there's also delayed grief. So it's the shock of loss. So it pauses mm-hmm. your ability to work through those emotions. Um, and you just, yeah, so just, it just pauses that ability. And then there's, um, in, <laughs> I can't say this word in <laughs> inhibited in, in, it, <laughs> we do, it a different kind of grief. A different kind. <laughs> Literally, you guys, I you guys have to have these words that you just have a hard time saying, you know. And this is one of them. All right, or even just spelling. Okay, that one. It's where you're repressing the emotions. So most people don't realize they're doing this. Um, they just know how. To, they just don't know how to properly process those emotions. Yeah. Um, and then there's also cumulative grief, working through multiple losses at a time, um, which I think I experienced a little bit when I moved from Arizona, to be honest, um, which I can get into in a second. But totally. um, And then there's also collective grief, which I think that you can kind of talk on a little because that's a group grieving. So where you have a group of people that are grieving. Um, so if you want to talk on that. Yeah, totally. I think that's a really interesting concept to me because, you know, you, you're, you have this one person that passes away and like you have so many people that are affected by that and you have, you know, everyone like called that person someone else. So like for my example, for my mom, like that was my mom, but like my dad, that was his wife. Mm-hmm. My grandma, that was her daughter, yeah. you know? So it, it is interesting that like you can all grieve together and you still have no idea what that other person is going through. Yeah. Like you could be grieving the exact same person, but like experience it so extremely differently. And I think the older I've gotten, the more sympathy and empathy I have for kind of like everyone else because you know when when you're young and you're just kind of like you're focused like you're like this is happening to me but like now as I'm older I like and you know I'm like I'm getting married soon I can't even imagine the emotions that my dad was going through Mm -hmm. because my dad lost his wife Mm -hmm. and so not only did my dad lose his wife but then my dad 
overnight became a single parent. Mm, Like, I can't even imagine, you know, the grief that he was experiencing, but we lost the same person. Yeah. Even between, even between me and my brother, like we both lost our mom. We experienced that grief so differently Yeah. because just your relationship, everyone has a different relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really interesting that like you can grieve as a group, but you still don't know what everyone is going through. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. And especially because, um, like you said, everyone deals with it differently. Like she lost a friend in high school and that friend was part of their friend group and they were all kind of, they were all very close. So there was what, four or five of you. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, even that again, so it was so different. Like we had this like core group of, of friends and you know, when we lost our friend, it's like, okay, we're, we're grieving together. We have each other's back. Like we were inseparable. Like we did not leave each other's sides, but like at the end of the day, we're all grieving a different friendship because we all had a different friendship with her. You know, every, every friendship is, is special and different. Even if you are in the same friend group, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, it's truly fascinating just that like you can lose the same person, but like everyone can go through something different. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find that you guys kind of pushed away from each other or were you really able to clean, cling on to the lasting relationships a little, not, not today, but right after. Oh, we cling to each other. We a hundred percent cling to each other. We, I I truly believe that like after we lost our friend, like we really became inseparable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I'm always interested in that because I feel like it can go either way very much. So oh, totally. Um, 100%. Yeah. Especially like for me in just the type of grieving that I've gone through, mm-hmm. I, I tend to push away from people. I think um, it just is easier for me. I think that way, but yeah. it's not necessarily the most healthy, which we'll talk about um, a little later, how like healthy, healthy ways to cope um, whether it is with a death or not. Um, there are, always going to be healthy ways to go through it, you know? Um, but I want to ask you how, how do you remain? Uh, let me read this quote first. Let me read this <laughs> okay. quote first. We're going to talk about it. And then I will ask you the question that I was about to ask you. Um, I found this quote. You guys, you guys have to know by now. I love quotes. I just do. I love them. Um, so I found this one and it says, I had my own notions of grief. I thought it was a sad time that followed the death of someone you love and you had to push through it to get to the other side. But I'm learning there is no other side. There's no pushing through, but rather there's an absorption, acceptance. Grief is not something you complete, but rather you endure. Grief is not a task to finish and move on, but an element of yourself, an alteration of your being, a new way of seeing a new definition of self. And that's by Gwen Flowers. I just really like that because I think it does tie into the definition of grief um, Mm -hmm. where it says it can, uh, it's grief can accompany any event that disrupts or challenges our sense of normalcy or ourselves. And so it's like, it's like part of you and that has been disrupted. And so this is now some, an element of yourself, an alteration of your being that you are now having to endure, um, and, you know, continue on. So, um, thoughts. I really like that quote because I, I agree with the sentiment that like grief doesn't, Mm -hmm. it, 
different, you know, and it morphs and it shapes and, you know, it does all this stuff, but like grief never ends. And I think a lot of the times in, in my case, and because I lost people so young, I kind of find myself having to like re-grieve every time like something like big happens in my life, mm-hmm. you know? So like my mom passed away when I was young. I felt like I had to like re-grieve that like she wasn't at my high school graduation. She wasn't yeah. at to move me into college. She's not going to be at my wedding. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just have to like re like grieve all those things. And like my best friend, like I like didn't get to like have a drink with her on her 21st, you know, and mm-hmm. I had to grieve that. I have to grieve the fact that she can't be at my wedding and yeah. all of this stuff. And so I do think that that's interesting that like, you there is no end Mm -hmm. you kind of as things come up you have to kind of like process again Mm -hmm. that grief and that loss of that person yeah I mean and that's not to say that it doesn't get easier because like I can sit here and I can talk to you about my mom and my best friend and like I can probably get through it without crying but like yeah you know that was not always the case Mm -hmm. yeah it it up in different ways throughout different parts of your life Mm -hmm. I think yeah that's so good and so that actually is a very good um you know segue into (laughs) what I was going to ask you because that does sound it you said it does get better but it also sounds pretty depressing that you have to (laughs) grieve you know what I mean like for people that are listening for people that are listening it's like yeah you have to regrieve when this happens and this happens, which is totally true. Um, and I'm just like sitting here and I'm like, Oh oh my gosh. And so how, 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 how have you remained so sunny and positive? Like how, you know, I think grief, honestly, I, I think it honestly started out for me as a coping mechanism that like, if I was just like, and like sunny and then like it was fine everything was fine but I also think that that's kind of just the way that I dealt with grief like I know that that's not always the case for some people you know some people like shut people out and they're just like nope I'm I'm done I don't want to talk like I'm I'm good on my own so I I think it kind of just depends on how you see grief in that way but the older I get the more that like just because I am able to live my life and not be like sad on the day-to-day it doesn't mean that like I've forgotten that person it doesn't mean that I love them any less that like the impact on on my life is any less it just means that I was able to kind of be like okay I work through my emotions and I know my mom my best friend would not want me to just depressed all day and be mm. sad all day and wallow in it. Like they would want me to like go out and live my life for them mm-hmm. and like make them proud of me. Yeah. So I think, I think, I just think it's important and grief and, and company so many different emotions. I think it's important that like, if you do feel like feel guilty for having a good day if you're grieving like that doesn't mean that you love Mm -hmm. that person any less and you shouldn't feel guilty for those emotions Mm -hmm. yeah oh that's so good I and I I like how you said 
I mean, I don't like it because it's sad, but like <laughs> in the beginning, you were talking about how you probably used positivity as a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like a lot of people can relate to. Um, because I would say I'm like a pretty positive person. I try to be kind of a light in people's lives too. Um, but sometimes I'm not feeling like that. Yeah. And now I know how to I know how to not be that. If I'm not feeling that, I don't show it. But in the past, if I still if I wasn't feeling that, I would still show it. Um right. and so I like that how you said that because now you realize it was a coping mechanism and you choose to be happy because um, you know that that's what they would have wanted and mm-hmm. they would have wanted you to be thriving and not not just surviving, you know? Exactly. Um, sorry, I need a coffee. I have like a <laughs> hair in my throat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay, so moving to the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about though. This is so good. I'm, this is just good. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about how to cope. Um, I do have a couple things written down. So I just wanted to hear from you what you think, um, as well as add any that helped you, you know, Um, not only when you were a child, but also um, going older into high school and then even things that you might have had to grieve in your adulthood as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have self-care, um, not today's word or version of self-care, um, not taking baths and putting on a mask. And I mean, that can be part of it if that's what you love. But this means taking care of your body. So self-care, caring mm-hmm. for yourself, your outer, your inner body, taking care of it, eating healthy, getting outside into the sunshine, um, going to the gym, if that's something that helps you doing something that you love, um, reading, playing an instrument, I don't know, whatever it is, um, sticking to a routine. So, um, like we said, grief interrupts your state of normalcy. So sticking to a routine will help regain a sense of control. And so it'll help Mm -hmm. you regulate your emotions, um, you know, get up every day at the same time, read that book that you read every single day. Um, and and it, it's also, it has to do with keeping promises to yourself that, yeah, that builds definitely. trust with yourself. We have trust with other people. We also have trust with ourselves. So if you say you're going to get up at this time, keep the promise to yourself, get up at that time, go to the gym. If you said you're going to the gym, stuff like that, um, you know, to, to help yourself regain a sense of control. Um, attending or attending to your emotions, of course. So journal, go to therapy, talk to someone, do not push them down. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you can help it at first, of course you will because of denial, but, um, right. you know, uh, and then reaching out to others, which I know people have a problem with doing. Um, I have gotten a lot better about that over the years. Um, but reaching out to others, it's okay to need alone time, but don't mm-hmm. isolate, remind yeah. yourself of the connections that you still have. It's really easy Definitely. for me, I think, to I'll lose someone that I love in like a breakup, for example, and they basically became part of my identity. And mm-hmm. then I pretty much ignore all of my other connections, all of my other friends, and they're reaching out. How are you? Um, now I'm a lot better at it. But in the past, eh, I wouldn't say that I was. It's a lot easier for me to get in my head. Yeah. Um, so additions or what do you, what do you think? Well, just to pay back off of what you 
just said, I do think it's really easy to push away like your close friends in those moments because your close friends are going to see right through you, Mm -hmm. you know, like they're going to know something's wrong. And if you're like denying it to yourself, obviously you don't want to talk to it, your friends that are going to see right through you because like they know and you know, but you don't want to accept it yet, you know? Yeah. So it's way easier to just be like, you know, that you know me and who I am and what I'm going through. So I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's like really, really easy to like get into. Yeah. Um, but one of my, so one of my favorite quotes or it's a like theme of the book, it's called looking for Alaska, mm. but I read it at Great a book. very, <laughs> and so like the book is, a, is it's, a, it's essentially about, you know, this group of friends that loses someone in high school, which I, and I read it mm-hmm. at that time in my life. So like, it kind of just imprinted in me in a very special way, but like the, yeah. one of the themes throughout the book is the only way out is through. So the only way to like cope is you have to work through it. You Mm -hmm. have to work through your emotions. And it kind of sounds like a cop-out answer of like, well, just feel your emotions. But (laughs) if you expand upon that, grief is a really scary thing because grief is not just sadness. Mm -hmm. Grief is so many different emotions. And it's a lot of emotions that you might feel guilty about. And so you don't want to feel them because you're like, I shouldn't be feeling that. Like that's disrespectful, you know, like, so, you know, you could be, you, you could be sad, but you could also be, maybe you're angry yeah. at the person that passed away. And mm-hmm. that's a really uncomfortable feeling to have. Yeah. Maybe you're angry at God and you don't, you'd like, that's an uncomfortable feeling. Like that's new. You're like, uh, I shouldn't be feeling that way. You know, maybe you're, you're jealous of other people because they got more time with yeah. the person that passed. So grief just, it, it, it encompasses so many different emotions than just like sadness and anger. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people can feel really guilty about those emotions. Yeah. But I think the best way to cope with it is to just feel those uncomfortable emotions. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be weird. You're probably not gonna like it. You're probably gonna feel bad about yourself because you're like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Like this person passed away. Like I shouldn't yeah. be. But I just think that that's the best way. You just have to work through them. You have to sit with your uncomfortable emotions. Mm-hmm. And I also think that surrounding yourself with people that make you feel good and feel loved yeah. is really, really important. Yeah. Like there, there are, you know, some of, some of my mom's friends still reach out to me and like, just talk about my mom, like as if it was, just, you know, just an old friend. And I love that. I love that so much because it just like, it keeps her memory alive in mm-hmm. a way that like, I can't, you know, because you know, I was, I was young when my mom passed away. Obviously I have a lot of memories with her, but like, I don't have the same memories as like her best friends, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think just surrounding yourself with people that truly make you feel good and loved is really, really important. Mm-hmm. And there's another quote that I, I really love. It's pretty much. We love favorite. quotes here. We love quotes. Yeah, we love quotes. Um, we're also, we're also big book nerds. So we just love quotes. <laughs> Yeah, give it to us. Um, but it's it's my favorite quote about grief. And it's, mm-hmm. when I turned to face grief, I found it was just love in a heavy coat. Ooh. 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 I know. So I, I, I do think that it's important when we're talking about grieving that 
you're grieving something because you loved something. Mm. And that's really special to have loved something that much mm-hmm. that like, like, you know, you destroys you when you lose it, but like to remember that at the base of everything, it's love. Yeah. And just because that person is gone, doesn't mean that they don't still love you and that you don't still love them. And just because you're starting to feel better doesn't mean that your love for them is any less. At mm. the end of the day, it all boils down to love in that relationship that you had with that person. Yeah. Ooh, that is, that's, <laughs> oh man. I like, I'm just trying to like even collect my thoughts. Um, <laughs> it, it's just like, it's just fire. And I wonder if you guys are seeing the trend here um, from episode to episode, um, the trend of you need to feel your feelings. <laughs> And some people might, yes, some people might be like, well, what does that mean? Like, how do I feel my feelings? Which we, I have talked about, um, before on episodes in the past. So if you haven't listened to them, listen to them. Um, but just to recap, journal them out, talk to a therapist, which is scary. You can also just go on like better help or something. If you don't Mm want to necessarily go somewhere, um, there are, there, there's ways to, to do this. You know, I don't think a lot of people know what that means to feel your feelings. And so, oh, 100%. yeah. So I just thought it would, it's, it's important to kind of just talk about that and just feel your feelings, you know, like feel your feelings, talk to people. Um, Oh, that quote was so good though, because like, I love that quote. It's one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah, it means that you loved someone, you know. Uh, what's that? Uh, there's another quote I can't think of it right now, but I'm just like I'm just like throwing out all these quotes. I'm just loving it. I'm loving it. Is it the is it the Winnie Pooh one? The like, how lucky am I to have loved something yes. so much? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that quote too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It it's so good. We love the Winnie the Pooh, you know. Um, but <laughs> that. <laughs> do you have anything else to add? Uh, I don't think so. Just feel your feelings. Feel your feelings. It's okay to like be uncomfortable with your feelings. But mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't invalidate them anymore just because you feel like you shouldn't be feeling them. Just work through them. It's okay if they make you uncomfortable. It doesn't make you a bad person mm. to, you know, be feeling those. So it's good to be uncomfy. That's where it growth is happens. To, that's exactly that is where you grow. And yeah. that is where you learn so much about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this has been so good. Um, I feel like at one point I'm definitely gonna have Taylor on again because these aren't all going to be this serious, you know, like some (laughs) of them are going to be a little less serious and I would love to just talk books with Taylor because she, oh, a book episode is going to be happening for sure. Okay. I'm ready. I'm so excited. Oh yes. Um, big readers over here. I'm more of a fiction gal. Um, -hmm. not so much of the self-help. So for those of you who are super into that, I'm not, and I don't think Taylor is either. Sorry. We read (laughs) fiction. We read fantasy. We read romance. We read mystery. Yeah. We're fiction, uh, girls here, but it's, it's fine. We'll do it here soon, but, um, I'm actually going to see Taylor and Megan. If you just listened to my episode last week, um, I'll see them in September. Yeah. September. (laughs) I keep forgetting, (laughs) um, for Megan's bachelorette party. Super excited. But, um, Taylor, yes, it has been so amazing having you on. 
Um, I miss you so much. Um, I, it's, it, oh I, I just love Sorry. bringing, I've, I've loved bringing them on because I don't, we, we do talk here and there obviously, but just getting to actually have like deep conversations. Usually yeah. when you're on FaceTime, you're just catching up. How's life? A little yeah, bit exactly. of deepness there, but nothing, you know, you just trying to catch up on life. A lot happens in the, you know, a week span. <laughs> um, and so it's just really cool to be able to come on here and talk through things, especially things you've never talked about. I've never talked with her about her grief really. Um, yeah. And so this has been really cool. And also I've, I've learned some things too, which is awesome. Um, but, oh, uh, if you want to follow Taylor on Instagram, Taylor, what is your Instagram handle? Um, it is at Taylor Armor, A-R-M-E-R. But honestly, probably not for long because I'm going to change that sucker pretty Ooh, quickly. Ooh, yes, she is. <laughs> yes, she is. Hey. Yes, and I will put um, – I will be – obviously posting on my Instagram about it at J-L-S-S-H-A-Y-E-E-L-L-I-S-S. I kind of said that weird. I don't know why. Um, my brain's not working. It's Friday. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I can't wait to have my next guest on. Um, and thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Let us know what you think. I hope you guys have a beautiful sunny day, even if it's cloudy out. You could be the sun, you know, um, have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you for listening. Bye guys.